thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. We invite you to get your Bible, get a notepad. You're going to learn something today. Why? Because as we're students, we're not going to walk away from the Word unknowledgeable. Amen. The, we're believing God for answers for your life, and we want you to make note of what He's going to say to you. Amen. Um, we've been ministering on the subject, following the Holy Spirit. Why? Because He abides in us. And it is not fitting for us to have this divine genius on the inside of us and us not know how he's leading us. Yes. We need to know how he's leading us. And we can know, right? Um, he left heaven to dwell in us and to make us his home. We want him to know we're going to host you properly. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Meaning this, we're a good host. Yeah. A poor host doesn't greet their guests, right? right? right. <laughs> a poor host doesn't even interact with their guest. But a proper host welcomes the guest, yes. interacts with the guest, and lets them know they're welcome. And yes. we want the Holy Spirit to know he's welcome. And we show him that by listening to him. Yes. Amen. Amen. Being a good student of his. I'm so thankful for the supply he brings. Jesus said that we would receive a comforter. And in that comforter, he's the helper. He's the guide. He's yeah. the teacher. He's the standby. Amen. Yeah. He's all these wonderful things we need him to be. Yeah. But we need to pay attention to him and give him place yes. in our daily life. Um, the Holy Spirit endeavors to lead all of God's children. He endeavors to lead. Uh, he doesn't offer himself more to one believer than to another believer. He is to be the same. He makes himself available to all. And you can say, well, how come it doesn't seem like I know how God is leading me and others seem to? It's not because the Holy Spirit has made himself more available to someone else. But as people learn to recognize his leadings, they become more sensitive to him and more skillful at following him. Amen. So just... Don't overlook why he's in you. He's there to lead. He's there to guide. He's there to teach. Let him be that to you. So you have to turn toward him. Give him place in your daily life. He will not force his way into your daily life. He will not move uninvited. And when we, we invite him by turning toward him. Amen. Um, all he needs is our cooperation. He needs our cooperation. If he is to be the help that he came to be, we don't want to grieve him by not allowing him to be what he came to be in us. Amen. Um, we've been reading out of Romans 8, verses 14 and verse 16, I want to point to right now. 
It reads, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. So God is committing himself to lead us by his Spirit. Yes. Now, since God is committing his children, he's committing to his children, I will lead you by my Spirit. Yes. Verse 16 tells us then how the Spirit will lead us. Mm-hmm. And it says the Spirit himself or the Spirit itself or himself bears witness with our spirit. That's the primary way he leads us. So we were talking about that in the previous episode. You need to go back and listen to that. Um, So what does it mean to bear witness? If the spirit of God is bearing witness with our spirits, not our minds, with our spirits, to do something, then we have peace about doing it. It seems to fit. It seems right. It seems um, like we have the go ahead. Uh There's no sense of hesitation on the inside of us toward it. If we shouldn't go a certain direction and the spirit of God is trying to get our attention, don't go that way. We won't sense peace. It won't seem to fit. It will seem like um, there's a uh, a hesitation. uh, How come I I have a caution? There's a sense of caution about it. That's the Spirit of God saying, don't go that direction. But many people don't know to listen to that. Listen to it. (laughs) Because he will always lead you right. And uh, Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 12 tells us, for you shall go out with joy, look at this, and be led forth with peace. Following the Spirit of God is as simple as this. Do you have peace about it or not? It's just that simple. If we take it down to that one statement, do you have peace in here? I'm not talking about your mind. I'm talking about your spirit. Do you have peace in here? Because see, if you go up to your mind, that's Satan's battleground. He can cause that to be active, unsettled, uncertain, unsure. It's not checking your mind. It's checking your spirit. The spirit of God is not bearing witness with your mind. He's bearing witness with your spirit. So what do you sense down here? Meaning this, you can have complete peace in your spirit and have turmoil in your mind. And you're still safe in following the peace. You don't have to wait for your mind to settle down before you follow the peace in your spirit. Don't wait for your mind to grow calm and unsettled. I mean, and settle down from being unsettled. You don't have to wait. Follow the peace. As long as you got peace, you, you got the go ahead to move ahead. Yes. Amen. Amen. I remember something that happened with me years ago. Um, <clears throat> there was a business transaction that um, I was responsible for, and it was dealing with millions of dollars. And uh, God was leading me. God's the one who brought it up to me. I, it, it seemed to me he wanted me to make a step about a certain business transaction. And I hadn't even considered that. Uh-huh. Um, and when I perceived that, boy, my mind just started whirling. Anybody ever been there? Or is your mind just a perfect thing there? We are renewing our mind and that helps, right? Um, but I, my mind just started doing somersaults, if I could put it that way. And... Uh, what would this mean if I miss this? Because this is, there's a lot connected to this decision. So I said to God one day, I said, God, I said, it seems in my spirit I'm to take this certain business step. But I said, uh, I have peace about it. I do not understand why in the world 
I don't understand why why you would lead me to do this. It doesn't make sense to anything of what we've planned. It doesn't make sense to anything of how you've directed in the past. It's a completely different direction than how you've directed in the past. But now I sense to do this, and I and I said to him, I said I have peace in my spirit about doing it, but I don't have peace in my mind. My mind is so unsettled. I have so many questions. So I, I made what sounded like a really spiritual statement to God. <laughs> I said, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take time to pray in the spirit until I get clarity. Now, doesn't that make sense yes. Yes. to a demand? Yes. <laughs> it sounded right. Yeah. So uh, meaning this, I'm not going to act on this peace until my mind is calm. That's what I was saying. Right. Yeah. Then another thing I was saying was, this peace isn't enough. I'm looking for an additional leading. That's really what that boils down to. When I said, I'm waiting for clarity, what am I asking for? Another leading. Come on, let's be honest. Anybody ever thought that? Whether you prayed those exact words or not, that's what you meant. So after several weeks, I remember where I was and I was in a certain location. I was sitting there just praying in the spirit in other tongues and I was lifting this business transaction up before God. And I said, I'm going to take time to pray in the spirit, Father. And so I was taking time to pray in the spirit. While I was praying in the spirit, the spirit of God spoke to me. God said to me, you told me that you had peace in your spirit about doing this business transaction. I said, yes, that's what I said to you. He said, you told me that you didn't have peace in your mind. I said, yes, that's what I told you. You told me that you were going to pray in the spirit until you got clarity. I said, yes, we're on the same page. Right. <laughs> you know, that's, yes, this is what I said. Yeah. And, he, and then he followed it up with the answer and he said, the peace is the clarity. Look at that. The peace is the clarity. That's what Isaiah said. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. So basically I saw this. He was telling me, you don't have to wait for your mind to approve. You can, you are perfectly safe in moving ahead on nothing more than the peace in your spirit. So I did. And um, when I did, it showed up about three years later why God led me that way. I never knew up front why he was leading me that way. But during that three-year time, uh, from the time he told me to do something um, until why I saw my husband went home to be with the Lord. And I go, ah, now I see why he directed me that way in that business transaction. Because I would have been in a far different place if I hadn't made that move several years ago. See, that's why I say never violate your spirit. You don't know what all is connected to what he's directing you to do. When he first directed me, all it looked like was a business transaction. But when it played out down the road, it was my future involved. Uh-huh. Wow. 
So never override your spirit. The peace in your spirit is still a supernatural leading. Now listen to me. The peace in your spirit is still a supernatural leading because only God can deal with you that way. It's not a spectacular leading, Mm -hmm. but it's a supernatural leading. People get swayed by the spectacular, a dream, a prophecy, a vision, something, a voice Uh speaking, and they desire and value that, Mm -hmm. something spectacular more than they value the inward witness. Mm -hmm. That's a mistake. Uh Because anytime God would speak to you and you may hear a voice. Anytime he may give you a vision, may give you a dream, may give you a prophecy, it is always accompanied with the inward witness saying that's God. I don't care if you have a vision, a dream, an angel appears to you and talks to you, a voice is heard, a prophecy given. If that doesn't bear witness with your spirit, reject it. Because it's what the inward witness says that trumps every other, every other leading. The inward witness is the safest witness. And it's the only leading God promised you. Amen. Amen. So um, just know this, the peace of the inward witness is enough and it's the clarity. Now, uh, when somebody has peace in their spirit about doing something, but they don't agree Mm -hmm. with that peace, They don't bring their own thinking into agreement. I've seen that happen over many years of ministry that somebody has said to me, I don't have peace about doing something, but they still wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. And they did it or they made steps toward it. The next conversation, they go, well, I'm not sure. Of course you're not sure because you mingled in your own thinking and didn't come into agreement, so now you've muddied, mm-hmm. clouded yes. what the, the what the not the, the Holy Spirit's not confused, right. Right. but by pushing down uh-huh. that leading, uh-huh. overstepping it, uh-huh. overriding it, yes. you lost the clarity you once had. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. So anyway. Um, We just need to, when we sense something in our spirit, agree with it. Don't argue with it. Because we can talk ourselves out of following the leading of the spirit. And we don't want to do that because the spirit of God's always right. And we aren't always right. (laughs) He is always right. He is the divine genius. We are not the divine genius. He is, and he is always right. And you do not need to hold God to an additional leading before you'll obey him. Peace is enough. I said peace is enough. When people, excuse me, when people, if I could say this, hold out for a more spectacular leading, they're basically telling the Holy Spirit, I don't trust how you're leading me. I don't trust that peace. Um, we can't tell, we can't fail to follow him and not end up grieving him. If he, if he gives us a go ahead by bearing witness with us by that peace and we say, "Mm -mm, I want something else. 
that will grieve him. Yes. And I don't, we don't want to grieve him. No. I don't want to grieve him. No. Amen. Amen. He, his leading is enough. The inward witness is enough. And it doesn't matter. There, there might be great sums of money involved, a lot of number of people involved. Do you know that when, I, when I'm conducting a service and I'm preaching in a service, you know how I conduct that service? I'm following that inward witness on what sermon to preach, on who to minister to, what to say. Even when I'm filming these episodes, I don't just pick up a sermon. I look here. What do the people need? I don't know what people needs. The spirit knows. Amen. I've I practice as, as best as I know how, following, turning to him all throughout my day with every direction of my life to follow him. Amen. So um, people think that if something is, if, if there's a lot involved, that they need a bigger leading. No, you don't. You don't. Peace is safe enough to follow. Now, I'm going to be teaching on this probably later, but I'm going to insert it now because uh, people need to hear it more than once. Uh-huh. Yes. And that is this. Many times people can get into a ditch saying they're following the Spirit. You can take any truth to the excess and get yes. into error, yes. even yes. in following the Spirit. That's right. Don't get into uh, excess, into a ditch. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, how could you get into excess and following the Spirit? By you saying, I won't make a move until the Spirit tells me to move. Uh Some people, you don't, you know, (laughs) as a parent, as a parent, I would train my children. When you get up in the morning, make your bed. You go in, you brush your teeth. You put your clothes on. I'll tell you that a couple times, but I'm not going to come in here every day and tell you to do that. I expect you to learn my ways. Right? Same thing with God. You don't have to get in, lay in bed and say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything today till he leads me. Just get up and do what you know you ought to do. Right? Because people can get into this spiritual error by going to the extreme and not staying balanced and they won't even... I'm not even going to leave the house till the Spirit of God tells me where to go. Well, get up and get out and get out to work. How about that? Go clean your yard. You know, do something. Because you can get into the extreme of error by saying, I won't do anything until I'm led. That's like saying um, when you're driving a car, do you know it's not green lights that stop us? It's red lights. What, when we drive a car, you know what we do? We, we don't just sit in the driveway with our car idling saying, I'm not backing out till I see a green light. There's not a green light there. Just go. If there's nobody walking behind you, no other car coming, go ahead. You're safe to move out and start driving that vehicle and keep driving it. And when you see a green light, don't stop at it. Isn't that just not the most pleasing thing to get behind a driver that breaks at the, at the green light? It's like, See, we live in California. You better go. (laughs) Don't throw your brake on at a green light. You become a traffic hazard because everybody else sees the green. They're going and you do a stop. You have thrown off the flow and you've endangered other people. You don't brake at a green light. Now, that doesn't mean you're not aware. You might look at the intersection before you go through it even though you've got the green. 
Why? That's just good driving practice habits, right? Because not everybody, maybe not everybody has proper color sight. <laughs> you know, they might not see that their light is red. And you see my, and I will do that. I'll go through a green light and I'll be checking it before I go into that intersection. That's smart. I don't have to have the Spirit of God tell me to do that. That's just good sense, brother, you know? Even so, it's not green lights that stop you. It's red lights. So what do I mean by that? Just keep living your life until a red light comes up. Just keep going. Get up and do what you know is right to do. Get up and, you know, get up, get dressed, go to work, be kind, be sweet, be generous, all these things. Serve God, love God, read your Bible. You don't have to have the Holy Spirit tell you, read your Bible today. You don't have to have that. But see, people, if they get into excesses, they won't do anything until the Spirit directs them. Just do what you, just do what good sense, good sense. You know, one of the things I so appreciate about my mother, there are a lot of things I appreciate about my parents and my family, but my mother used to say this. She said, use good judgment. Use good judgment. What was valued and prized in our family was common sense, just good sense. And mother would say, use good judgment. If that's not good judgment, don't do it. So if I could say this, walk by what is right in everyday life. And if God wants you to do something different, he'll redirect you, but don't sit inactive waiting for him to tell you to make a move. Does that make sense? So following the spirit, we stay balanced. That doesn't mean we don't leave our house till God tells us to. Just get up and conduct living. Walk by the word. Amen. Amen. Let love govern you. Let the gifts, the fruits of the Spirit dominate you. Be led by your Spirit and make moves. Let me say this. It's hard to steer a parked car. You can get in there and you can turn that steering wheel from one direction to the next, but you're not going anywhere because you're not moving. The Spirit of God, He directs what's moving. People want to be directed and they're not moving. They're just sitting home waiting for God to tell them to move. God doesn't even tell you to move. Just start moving in what in the direction that seems right. Don't get mental. That's called that's called being overly mental, overly analyzing everything. And uh, it, it just 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 do what's right. Just do what's right. I walk by my own human wisdom. And then when the Spirit of God says something different, higher wisdom came. The wisdom of God came. Now I don't stick with my own natural wisdom. I go with His wisdom. But until He says something different, I just go with what wisdom tells me to do. Does that make sense? It's simple. It's simple. It's simple. simple. But if we get mental, we overthink it, we overcomplicate, and we get all tangled up here. If you have peace about it, do it. If you don't, don't. Listen, think about it. God said in Romans 8, 14, that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, right? So what's that mean? This way of him leading has to be so simple that every one of his children can do it. He's not prescribing a hard way of being led. That's going to leave out some children, some people of God. But God made it so simple that every one of his children can do it. 
It's the mental arena that complicates it. It's the mental arena that turns it hard. God didn't turn it hard. So don't get in the mental arena, overthink it, overcomplicate it. Just, do you have peace in here? Do it. If you don't have peace, don't do it. Bam, you're a success. <laughs> right? <laughs> agree with the peace in your heart. And agree if there's not peace in your heart. Meaning this, agree, I'm not going that direction. If I don't have peace about doing it, I'm not going that direction. That's how simple following the Holy Spirit is. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, I'll close with this example. There was a gal years ago who told me of something that happened to her because she was just being sensitive. The, she had the inward witness. Her and some friends were going to go to a certain event that was in another state. And they had planned this event for a long time. And they had paid, you know, money up front to get hotel rooms and all the expenses of the trip. She got up that morning to go. Uh, her friends were going to come to her house and pick her up and they were going to leave on the event. But right before they got there, she had the inward witness, don't go. Don't go. Well... It would be easy to reason. I paid money. My friends, this is a plan we've all formed. They're not going to like me bailing on this. It doesn't matter what reasons you come up with. Just follow what you have here. So when they showed up at her house, she said, I, I'm, I can't go. They said, why? She said, I don't know why. But she said, in my heart, I can't go. I, 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 I seem to get checked. Don't make this trip. So she had the wisdom not to violate her spirit. Well, they went ahead and made the trip. They tried to talk her out of it, but she stuck with it. That's wisdom. That's skill. Stick with it. They went on the trip, had a good time. They were driving back home, and their car was hit by an 18-wheeler, and all of them were killed. But she was rescued. And you say, well, why didn't God stop the others? She listened. When she said... God dealt with me about not going. If I was one in that, in that, that was going to be in that car, I would say, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh-huh. If somebody else is getting a check, let me double check. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But anyway, that's, she did not get a, a spectacular leading. She didn't get a dream. She didn't get a vision. She just had the inward witness. Don't make the trip. She did not know that her life expectancy was connected to it. The peace of God The direction of the peace of God is what we're to follow. If we have peace, do it. If we don't have peace, don't do it. And don't don't wait for another additional leading before you obey peace. Well, we've been teaching out of our our book called Following the Holy Spirit. We invite you to get your copy. You can go to DufresneMinistries.org and you can order your copy and we'll get that right out to you. But until next time, remember this. Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In Romans 8:14, God gives His children the promise that He will lead them by His Spirit, so we have a right to expect to be led. In this important book by Nancy Dufresne, Following the Holy Spirit, you will learn how to recognize and follow the leading of the Spirit and receive God's help in every arena of your life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. 
God has provided a way for His children to have ongoing visitations from Him. Your life will be changed as you meditate on the revelations in this book, Visitations from God by Nancy Dufresne. Order your copy now at DufresneMinistries.org. This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us for our annual Ladies' Conference right here in Murrieta, California, October the 3rd through the 5th, Tuesday through Thursday. We invite you to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and get more information. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.